Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. You know, in parenting, there are so many rewarding moments. It is a joy. But like anything that brings those kinds of rewards, there are some challenges and difficulties. And it's pretty common to feel exhausted after a long day. I mean, I personally, I can be just full on here at Focus all day long, and I get home, and then something happened. Uh, My wife has a need, an extended relative has a, a crisis, one of my kids shows up and wants to talk, and I've got nothing for him. What do you do in those moments? Well, I'm John Fuller, along with my Focus colleague, Dr. Danny Huerta. And Danny, this is pretty common, I think, for a lot of us parents. You've referred to it before. It's hard work. Um, what about the parent who maybe is identifying with me? They're saying, yeah, yeah, I'm just exhausted. I'm tired. You have a lot of those. I mean, that's that's really a common phrase that parents say, that I see at the store, that I see in my counseling practice. It's not just counseling, right? It's people are tired. And it was interesting to read a survey that just happened here, 2021, involving 17,000 parents from 42 countries. And the burnout potential is highest in the United States and in France worldwide. And they said it's really because of individualism Hmm. and the focus on independence, that you have to have it together. You can't rely on other people. Otherwise, you're not doing well. This is the mindset that we have. The mindset, right. You're not saying that's... No, 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 no. That's right. This is the mindset that leads potentially to the burnout Mm -hmm. because we're not willing to lean into other people or into counseling or other things where we say, I'm just so tired. Can you please help me for a moment? This is where it's been so helpful for us to hang out with a small group of about six other families. We're all kind of in similar seasons of parenting and life and older parents starting to need us, and we we fuel each other. And uh, learning to trust others is really important. Let's go ahead and hear about learning to trust in God when you're exhausted. Uh, Jim Daly and I uh, talked with Amber Leah and Wendy Speak. Let's continue that conversation now as Amber tells part of her family background. Amber, you had a little different story in that regard. Um, you called it, I think, a legacy of generational sin. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I don't know if that environment was different from Wendy's drastically. Yeah, but... well, you know, I grew up, my parents came out of a really strict religious separatist cult when I was growing up. My okay, brother that was... sounds tough. Yeah. <laughs> my brother was born into it. I was born shortly thereafter, and um, my family was excommunicated very suddenly one night and um, never saw most of their family ever again to this day. Oh, my goodness. And so it, you know, being raised... Raised in this sort of unofficial uh, deprogramming wasn't the easiest thing. You know, my parents had a lot of dysfunction. You know, they didn't know what even the secular world was like very much, much less how to handle um, their own feelings of grieving and loss and and all of that. And I have such sympathy for my parents because, man, they did a, a great job considering everything that they came out of. And the Lord was so gracious to save them and and get them into a solid Bible teaching church by the time I was only a few years old. And so that was really my saving grace and really for all of us. But there was a lot of dysfunction and tension and, and anger and there was yelling and there were a lot of things that were tumultuous for me growing up. But because I knew the Bible so well, I understood what my life was supposed to look like as a parent when I became a parent myself. 
But then I started struggling with a lot of those same things. And it seemed like it was this sort of generational dog on my heels, you know, that I couldn't kick away or get rid of. And I I was really agonizing over that, you know, that this is what I didn't want. You know, I wanted something different for my children. And the Lord was so kind to me that he allowed me to just really have a, a moment with him when my kids were real young. My husband had left for work and... I just said, Lord, I don't want to be like this anymore. This has to be the last day that it's this bad. Maybe tomorrow won't be perfect, but it needs to get better. And so I really just had a conversation with the Lord where I yielded, um, not to perfection, but to the Lord perfecting me Mm -hmm. little by little. And that was a turning point in my life. Mm -hmm. And now it's just such a joy to me that I get to share that hope with others because I know it's possible, even if there's a generational sin or a generational pattern or model that you've experienced growing up. And the thing that's so critical to know is that there is no generational sin that is a match for the God of all generations. He is our God. He is over it all. He is able and he will help you. And my story really is proof of that. Yeah. Wendy, let me turn it to you because you also have experienced depression that's not unusual for for moms. I mean, right. many moms, postpartum and all mm-hmm. kinds of things. It's very, very common. Speak to that because even as a, as a woman, a believer in Jesus, you're going to encounter these worldly pitfalls. And that certainly would be one. And my wife, sure. Jean, is right there with you. And she's gone through those struggles as well. But speak to how uh, you climb out of that mess and how you rely on God to yeah. help you. You know, that term, climb out of the mess um, or climb out of the pit, you right. know, it's a, it's a real common term. And yet God's word says that when we cry out for him, he reaches down and he lifts That's us. That's better. I and, like that better. And that really I'll is, lift you out. Yeah, yeah. I will put your feet upon the rock um, in a spacious place. I will give you a firm place to stand. And it goes on to say, and I will put a new song in your mouth, a hymn of praise to our God and others will hear and see and put their faith in him. And that to me is my depression story testimony, which is where he took me from and where he brought me to. And every time I share it, I just feel like that's the new song in my mouth. And I also love the idea of if he replaces our old song, this depressed lamentation, um, how did that song sound with my children? Mm. When I was in the midst of so much soul sadness, what were my words like? Sometimes when we're having an internal struggle, the kid will come up and do something that's just childish, but what it is is his or her behavior is the straw that breaks the mother's back, and depression can feel so weighty that anything that's just childish breaks the mom's back. Yeah. And so I think I had to get to a place first where I recognized that depression was not a sign of that I wasn't spiritual enough. I think that that's a false or theology is, but God, I'm abiding in you. You're abiding in me. Your spirit should look more like this in my life. Why am I still sad? Where is the joy? And the Lord just spoke to me and said, your body your hormones, your life experience. This is hard right now. You need more of me. I will bring you out. You keep calling to me. You keep eating healthy foods. You don't need caffeine. You don't need sugar. You need good sleep. Um, You need intimacy with your husband. You need a walk around the block. And so as I was pursuing my relationship with the Lord, trusting him to lift me out of the muck and the mire, 
I was also doing things. I was learning to do things, and this is very hard. We actually, Amber and I, just last night, we were yes, talking about we how hard it is to prioritize taking care of ourselves physically. Mm-hmm. Because, and it's hard to talk about because this isn't about if Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Right. This isn't about a mani pedi. Not that there's anything wrong with having a manicure and pedicure, but this is about <laughs> how come I can get my children in for their dental appointment, but not myself. I can feed them their multivitamins, but not my my own. Um, So I found that for me, physiologically, I needed to take care of myself to be emotionally stable. So I went to a nutritionist. I went to a naturopath. I had some supplements. I spent a lot of time in God's word and in prayer. He did the lifting. But physiologically, I also started taking better care of myself. So everything felt better. (laughs) I felt better. How long of a journey was that? You know, before I recognized what the problem was, it was a long journey. It was multiple years. And I really think that that was the number one Mm. problem with my short-tempered responses to my kids is I did not have the bandwidth to help them because I was so anxious Mm. and depressed and tired. And, that and caused, overwhelmed. Yeah, and that caused the internal yeah, right. triggers so that I we're talking about. I can't handle with your, chi- your childishness mm. because I'm struggling. Danny, some great thoughts from Wendy about um, moms taking better care of themselves. Mm-hmm. I think moms intuitively know they need that self-care. Share some ideas for dads and do so if you would, just not to put you on the spot, but from your own experience. Yeah, and John, I would say that not all moms are intuitive on, on okay. learning how to take care of themselves. Well, I guess you're I'll, right. I'll throw yeah. that in there. Some, <laughs> some are super servants. and oh, they'll, they'll sacrifice go, and yeah. sacrifice, and you have to remind them, hey, have you taken time for yourself? And, and so just a, a reminder that this is not only for, for moms, but also for dads. I mean, we dads uh, do think that they have to, to have it together and be the strongest and be the leaders. And yet we need to fill ourselves up well in order to give love to our families, to lead our family well, to provide wisdom where it's needed, leadership. And that takes some refueling. Now, you've been a really, really busy dad yeah. um, because your family has expanded in in recent months. Right. You've finished up your doctorate degree, you're working here, you, you're, you're doing a lot. Mm-hmm. How do you refresh? Yeah. No, that's a, that's a you great, great question. you balls or what? <laughs> yeah. I have a squeeze ball I just carry around with me. <laughs> no, I, I, I really love to take uh, walks. I do some workouts. Sometimes even in the middle of the day, I'll just close the blinds, do some push-ups. Is that what you're doing time. in there? Yeah, that's right. I've stood outside your door and, uh, wondering. Okay. And it, it's really about knowing what it is that I enjoy. Sometimes I'll draw with my daughter. I'll say, hey, you want to draw? Mm. I've done some gardening with my son and daughter. Hey, you guys want to go out to the garden? And I know what would be filling for me, and I request that. And for, I'm a very relational kind of person. So mine involves, let's go for a walk together, let's go for a bike ride together. And sometimes there are moments where I'd rather not, and I just go on my own. Mm. I'd rather not have someone with me. I just need alone time to be in my thoughts. Sometimes that's in the drive time. Still remember in our training as counselors, they always said, at the end of the day, you've got to find a way to reset your mind from everything you've taken on. Mm. Now, how are you going to take care of yourself so you're available to your family? And one of the things they said is stare at the windshield wipers for a little while. And just begin to shift your mind into a new place. That this is, I'm coming in in a different way to this new place. Yeah. And that was refilling. Sometimes I'd, I'd press the, the water, right? Yeah, the cleanest to, windshield <laughs> in town. That's right. It's just <laughs> cleaning up and I'm staring. I'm sure people wondered, what happened to that guy? It's not, 
you know, his window looks very clean. No, but it's, it's really about knowing what is refueling, but also not having them be, have to be weekends or you have to be gone for a week. These are little moments in a day where you picture your bucket refilling while the spigot is open. Yeah. Write those down and have those be your menu and, uh, and, and rotate through those so that you can refill with the ongoing demands you have all day long. I've tried to, and I appreciate that. Um, similarly, when I'm in the car driving home, it's about a 20, 25-minute drive home uh, at night, and I try to remind myself I'm, I'm actually replaceable at work, but not at the house. Mm-hmm. So I'm going home to my real job, which demands a lot of me, but let me kind of reset, pray, think clear, and just be in a mindset to serve when I walk in the door. And in, in, in that, John, what I recommend dads do is think of one thing you're going to start with to create the right momentum when you get in the door. Because if you say, I'm just going to be present, or I'm going to think about that first thing you're going to do, and that begins to create a momentum for you I appreciate with your that. family. Because so often I walk in the door and there are 13 things going wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And or or back in the day, Dina would look at me and say, "I'm so glad you're home because," and it, that's not what I had planned on doing when I got there. <laughs> you know, something we something we created for dads to yeah. win is called the One Win a Day, and you can sign up for that on our website. You can I go like to focusonfamily.com/slash/parenting. It's right there, and and uh, you can sign up to have a text sent to you to have one win a day as a dad. Focus on that one win as you walk through the door and you'll notice the momentum take shape in your home and uh, that's refueling in itself. Excellent. Well, we'll link over to that little text service that we have for you. The one win a day for dads. Um, Sign up for that. We'll link over to that in uh, the episode notes. We'll also have an opportunity in the notes for you to donate to the work here, Focus on the Family. Maybe it's just an affirmation of these conversations that we're having on this podcast. Maybe we've helped you along the way as a mom or a dad, or maybe you just want to invest as Focus is helping uh, families literally worldwide. No matter the reason, donate today, monthly pledge or one-time gift, and we'll say thank you for that gift by sending a copy of the book by Wendy and Amber called Triggers. And again, all the details are in the show notes. Next time, Michelle Howe discusses how to positively affirm your kids, even when you don't feel like doing that. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Mm-hmm.